0: Welcome to the Personal Mastery Podcast with Yashika Lind, a podcast for women that are leaders in healthcare. And now here's your host, Yashika. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Personal Mastery Podcast. I am here to teach women in healthcare that are leaders, how to show up for themselves, not only in their professional life, but also in their personal life. And I do that by teaching you scientific and spiritual principles, because when you learn to combine the two, you live life from your power place. And I'm excited today because I'm going to be sharing with you five of my top tips for you if you struggle with managing your time. You know, There's all of the things that get piled on our plate as professionals, but also along with that, we still have to be able to show up for our personal commitments. And so I want to teach you some of the things that help me get organized, stay organized, and really be respectful of time. Time is the only resource that you can never get back. You can get more money, you can build different relationships, but once that time has passed, you cannot go back and get it back. So it's important that you treat time like wealth because it's truly the most valuable resource that you are in control of. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. The first tip I have for you is to do a 24 audit of your day. If you've ever heard about budgeting tips, and in the budgeting tips, they tell you for a few days to write down every single thing that you bought, every single amount of money that you spent in a diary, in a log, so that you can go back and see where your money went. And have a better understanding of your finances, you can do the same thing with your time. So, in this instance, you would not alter what you do. I would say do it for probably about a week because you know we have these reactive periods, things that come up that we can't anticipate in our professional and personal lives. So, for about a week, I want you to just take a calendar and write down hour by hour. How are you spending your time? And it's important that you do take it down to the hour, half hour mark because you want to know exactly how you are spending every moment of your time. This is not the instance where you're going to start to alter the things that you do. You act totally normal because a lot of times we think that we don't have a lot of time. And this is a wake up call because maybe it is that once you get through the week, you see that you overschedule yourself at work on things that even if you want it to do them. You just don't have the time to do them. And it gives you a wake up call on the things that you commit to so that you can prioritize and set boundaries a little bit better. But for most of us, um, most of my personal clients that I work with, what they find is that they indeed have A lot of time in their day they just aren't managing that time appropriately and spending it on the things that matter to them the first tip that i have for you is to audit your time so that you can get clarity around where you're spending your time versus guessing or versus feeling overwhelmed because those things aren't often true the second tip that i have for you is to schedule everything so this can go hand in hand with the audit that you're going to do of how you truly spend your time during the day, your 24 hours in the day. When I say schedule everything, a lot of times we have this habit of putting things on a to-do list, which is good because it helps you remember the things that you have to do on the day-to-day, right? You don't want to forget your obligations. However, what we fail to do is then take those things on the to-do list and actually plug them into our schedule. So what I typically do is treat my schedule as a to-do list. So for instance, if I know that I have to do reports monthly, I don't put it on a to-do list. I schedule it into my calendar directly. And what I will do is say reoccurring things like having to do certain reports and budgets every month. They're already in my calendar. Um, Same thing with lunch. And we all know we don't always get lunch, but I always schedule those type of things. And say if someone wants me to work on a project or I have a deliverable that I have to give to somebody for some sort of project or outcome, I schedule everything. Because a to-do list then becomes this abyss of things that you put on a list, but you haven't made time in your life and in your schedule for you to actually do them. However, when you make your schedule your to-do list, you can clearly see that if your reports take you about two hours and you have to do them monthly, setting aside those two hours every month on your schedule makes it easier for you to not have other things encroach upon your time. And then this is the important part of this second tip. You have to make sure that you respect your schedule. So that means that unless there is an emergency that comes up, I live off of my schedule. Every day, I print out my schedule and whatever it tells me to do, I do it. And nine times out of 10, when I approach my schedule in that way, I get everything done. Even if I have these minor interruptions, I still get everything done or I get almost everything done. Whatever doesn't get done, I immediately, I don't put it on a to-do list, I look at an empty slot if I have one or prioritize a, a better slot that it could fit in and I make sure I move the thing that didn't get done to an appropriate slot somewhere later in the week. That way, if I live off my schedule, I'm able to get probably 80, 99% more done than if I just put things on a to-do list and wait until I feel like I have the time to do it and then cross it off. This also helps you because if you do this hand in hand with the 24-hour audit what you may find is that you have obligations that you have to do but when you look at your 24-hour audit maybe you truly don't have gaps in your schedule for you to be able to complete everything and i guarantee that if you feel busy if you feel overwhelmed then Your leaders and the people that you work with, the executives in your company also have the same dilemma and feel overwhelmed. So then it is about learning to say no. This is tip number three. You're going to have to say no to things, but there is a way for you to say no. For instance, there are a lot of managers, a lot of leaders, especially us women. We want to be there for everybody, and we tend to be great nurturers. So we will have conversations with our staff, conversations with our peers about things that are going on in their lives and things that they may think is urgent because to them it feels important. But when you look at the priorities of your responsibilities and your personal professional life, you are going to have to decide after doing an audit of what things are truly important to you being successful and still having time for yourself and what you may find is that you may have to say no you may have to this is tip number three and four Stop being so reachable. This open door policy, I don't know where we got that from, but if you kept your door open all the time, then you are falling victim to everyone else and everyone else's time and what they think is important versus what it is that you think is important. And remember, your time is your most your most valuable resource. So you're gonna have to learn not to be so reachable. And it doesn't mean that you're not there for your staff. It doesn't mean that if there's an emergency, Emergency, or if they feel some sort of way that they can't come and talk to you about these things. But what it does mean is that you are going to have to take back your time because being reachable to anyone and everyone at all times pulls you out of focus for the big things that you have to accomplish in your day and in your life. And it actually has you having to put off stuff that you have to get done on the day to day. Again, One way that you could approach this is to think of it as college professors do. So maybe you don't have an open door policy because you are expected to handle your responsibilities as well. But maybe what it is is that you may have to think about quote unquote, office hours, right? So maybe you set aside time, schedule into your calendar where your staff can come and talk to you when they need you for non-urgent issues. Maybe they just want a little bit of time with you. They want to go over something with you. They want to vent. They have suggestions. Schedule that time into your calendar. Again, if an emergency comes up, yes, they should feel free to be able to talk to you about it, but stop being so reachable. A lot of you are probably not going to agree with that tip but what i've noticed is that i'm still able to build healthy relationships with the people that i work with because they understand that i've been very transparent about the fact that my time is valuable and i have a lot of different things that i'm juggling and i still also want to have time for myself and the things that are important to me at the end of the day but i also want to be there for them and so i draw boundaries around my time And I've never had a problem with having good relationships with the staff that I work with, as well as being able to devote some time and energy to my personal life as well. And they take it well. They're very respectful. I think that when people understand that you have boundaries and why you have boundaries, they understand and respect those. So it's important for you to communicate why you may not want to be or need to be or have to be as reachable as you have in the past. And if you are just starting off on your leadership journey, then again, I think that you may want to consider this, that open door policy means that you are having to be even more reactionary than you already have to be in your life. And therefore you're at the mercy of everybody else's urgencies and requests rather than your own. The last tip that I'm going to leave you is some questions that you can ask yourself when you start to look at your schedule and you start to look at the things that you truly spend your time on versus the. The things that you need to spend your time on or want to spend your time on, especially if you feel out of balance. Now, I'm not negating the fact that there's these unprecedented things that come up, and our system is stressed more than ever. But again, I still want you to recognize that you're not going to be able to pour from an empty cup. And so, here are some questions that can help you understand. What is going to be important for you to continue to do, what may need to be shifted, and what you may need to learn to say no to? The first question that you can ask yourself is, how much of what you're doing really matters? Yes, we may have to deal with conflict resolution, but that one employee that is always coming to gossip or complain about how things are going and pulls you out of your focus and takes your time away from the things that you need to do so that you can have that personal balance at the end of the day, how much of that really matters? When you look at your audit and you look at the things that you do, and when you look at your schedule, here's another question you can ask yourself. Would you do it the way that you currently do it. There's some of us that do things because that's the way we've always done it. Some of us do things because we don't know any other way. Um, Maybe we're stuck in a rut. Maybe we don't have the skills to be more creative in a certain way. If that's the case, look at If there's a different way, you can be doing the things that you do. And if there's a way that's faster and more efficient, while it may slow you down in the immediacy to learn new skills, to ask for help, et cetera, in the long run, it still may help you save time, save stress and create more balance to ask yourself, would you do it the way that you currently do it? And if you wouldn't, and if you shouldn't, then how can you change that? Here are two other questions that I love as well. Um, For those of us in healthcare, it has been pounded into our head that everything can be the right answer right? However, everything is not the priority. And so these two questions are going to have you prioritize how you are spending your time so that you can then make some adjustments based on whatever was revealed in your audit that you did on how you truly spend your time. Here are the two questions you can ask yourself. Is the thing that you're spending your time on essential? And then let's drill it down even deeper. Is the thing that you're spending your time on essential right? now. Sometimes we have a lot of things that come up that are important. However, they're not important at the moment that they come up. And there's a way that we can say, you know what, I'm going to pause on this and put it into my calendar. Or there's a way that you may need to shift things around. Or there may be that employee that really needs to talk to you, but there's something that you need to get done. And it doesn't mean that you can't help them if it's not an emergency, but maybe you just can't help them right in that moment. And so you can find some time to Connect with them later on on that thing that was maybe it's essential, but it's not essential right in that moment. I hope that these top five tips help you with time management again. 99% of the time when I have my private clients do this, when they write down, when they're gossiping, when they're eating, when they're lounging, when they're watching TV, when they're scrolling through their phone, when you write down every single thing, when they do that, they quickly can see that there are moments in their life where maybe they think that they don't have enough time when they truly do. And often what is making them feel like they don't have a lot of time is because they tend to approach life in a more reactionary stance where other people and other circumstances control their day instead of being a little bit more aware of not only how they spend their time, but also how they allow others to spend their time. So let me know what you think about these tips. You're either going to love them or hate them, but I promise you that if you really sat and thought about them, you'd find that the way that you think about your time may change change a little bit. I will be coming with more tips and more tricks that have helped me in leadership, but also recognize that the things that I'm sharing with you, they don't just apply to your professional life because what I'm mainly here for is for you to approach life from your power place, meaning that you are present and that you are using everything at your disposable to be the best woman that you can be. And so these are clues and tools that you can use in your personal life as well, because you're going to have to find time for eating right, working out, creating and develop relationships with yourself and with others. And so this can also help you to learn how to look at your time and schedule time effectively in those areas, because we all know that if we don't have those things going on in our life, then our career tends to suffer. Your outer life that you're experiencing professionally and personally are a reflection of your inner psychology. All right, ladies, until next time. Don't live a little, live a mastery. Bye.